friends. Welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my friends and fellow trans-dimensional beings, Doug and Beaches. Lumberdor, unfortunately, had some things that he had to take care of in his own dimension, but should be joining us next week. For this transmission, we wanted to discuss Marvel's MODOK, which is a stop-motion animated series created by Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt for Hulu. It's based on the Marvel Comics character of the same name. If you're anything like me, then you also don't know a whole lot about MODOK. Watching this TV show will probably not give you a whole lot of information about him <laughs> as far as his character in the comics or how he's been portrayed before. This is a, this is a different take on, on the character, certainly. It's a little bit of a family situational comedy, a little bit of a workplace comedy, all kinds of different crazy things going on. The premise of the show being that Modoc is something of a failed supervillain. For years, he's been trying to gain control of the world, battling superheroes and creating all these crazy inventions and doomsday devices and things of that nature. When he realizes that his company is bankrupt, he ends up selling it to a rival corporation called Grumble. That creates a whole new set of problems for him as he's been removed from control of his company all while he's going through this midlife crisis, <laughs> trying to gain control of his life, the world, his family, everything. The production companies for this show are 10K, Multiverse Cowboy, Stupid Buddy Studios, which is Seth Green's production company that was created and, and did Robot Chicken. Um, it's also produced by Marvel Television and is distributed by Hulu. If you happen to find any value in what it is that we do and would like to support us, consider visiting our website at OurMidnightCake.com. Thank you very much. All right, MODOK. What is with Hulu and the commercials, huh? I don't know. Uh, I have the non-commercial version. I'm paying you money. Why am I getting the commercial? I thought that I had the commercial version also. I'm, it's Hulu Plus. Why is this on Hulu? Why do they still Disney, have commercials? And then I know? found that even I don't have the greatest version because um, there are movies I've looked up that are like, no, you have to pay for, uh, what is it, live TV or something? Sham. It's all a sham. Yeah. Why is this on Hulu instead of Disney? Do we know? Well, Disney owns Hulu. Is it a mystery? Is that uh, what it is? That's true. Yeah, they do have. I wondered if there's some ABC, Disney, something or another thing going on. Well, I think that it's more, they have a lot of projects and, and shows and things that are not geared towards the family on Disney+. Plus. I guess I, maybe Modoc is... A step beyond that and that was my best guess is that it's like mature but i was like you know they have some stuff that's a little a little more out there too that kids would is necessarily it watch this, like um, the muppet show um way out the there very this dangerous for children came before disney plus that i forget be. how long disney plus has been around oh perhaps yeah. it's uh conception was and before. it's okay. it's certainly taken them a considerable amount of time to make the show 
Modoc. Yeah, isn't it, this, this was the part of the group where we were supposed to get like a Howard the Duck show as well. What? I think. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. What? <laughs> I don't know if that's still happening, but I would yeah, watch there were, it. There were a couple uh, hot of take. Series. I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the most effed up movies. My goodness. I don't know. I, I've never been much of a fan of Howard the Duck, and. Oh, I tried to watch the movie. Be. I was like, you know what? I have, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I think I need to go. <laughs> but I watched Psycho <laughs> Gorman, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so that's awesome. There's no weird like duck, pretty young. What's her name? Leah Thompson. What oh my goodness! In Back to the Future. Yeah, Back that, to the Future. That Mom. stuff is so freaking weird. And Howard the Duck. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> we don't need that. that. Is that a George Lucas jam? That is a George Lucas jam, is it not? He wrote it, didn't he? Uh, he's he involved. Did he direct it? Yeah, and Howard what? the Duck. He's involved. I believe yes, he wrote George it. George Lucas is totally involved with that. How did I not know that? Mm. Because you successfully blocked it. As, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as a duck started hitting on Marty's mom, you're like, I'm gone. You had just a small amount of respect left for the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this is great. We're talking about Howard the Duck instead of Modoc already. Instead of Modoc. So does anyone know Leah anything Thompson. about Modoc? I actually remembered her name. Son of a gun. I'm kind of proud of myself. I remember Modoc as that weird X-Men action figure. Yes. That, that's my knowledge. What the frick? And I, I think, did he make any appearances in the X-Men cartoons? Probably, maybe yeah. my my main knowledge I of don't Modoc, remember all the X Men cartoons. There's a but. show. There was an Iron Man show that was like a cel shaded 3D animation thing where Tony Stark was like a teenager. Oh goodness! It had a short run, but my oldest son was obsessed with it. And there was an episode with the Incredible Hulk, and it had Modok in it, and that's my main <laughs> Modok. Modoc versus the Hulk. That's oh oh was that Iron Man Armored Adventures? Yeah, that, sounds that right. might have been it. It had like a weird throbbing theme song that he loved to dance to and all this. <laughs> it's when he was like three, but he loved it. And I've seen that stupid episode so many <laughs> times. Uh, supposedly, his most famous appearances are in the animated TV series The Superhero Squad Show. Voiced oh, by see, Tom he also like that. My kids like Iron that, Man, so Armored Adventures, that. voiced yep. by Lee Talker. Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, voiced by Wally Wingert. And Avengers Assemble, voiced by Charlie Adler. And now he has his own okay. show, voiced by Pat Oswalt. Remy. Oh, Pat yeah. Oswalt. Sorry. That's the same. He voiced, he voiced Remy. <laughs> he was Remy. Saltis. Did you, get, did you get through the series? Yes, I did. Okay, so, so you, you saw you, it all. You, okay. You saw the bit with uh, Pat Oswalt, his his head in the Modoc yes. chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that sounds great! I can't wait till I get to that one. I am I am so glad that he agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you guys? So what do you guys think of this show overall? What do you think? Uh, several episodes I thought were hilarious. Uh, some I, I I I was a little bit more bored with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seemed kind of uneven Same. to me from yeah. the first four. There were things Overall, I really liked. I enjoy it. I, they put I love their... the, the, that it's 
the puppets, the stop motion. I love there's that there's a, kind a show of the that's same doing that. Studio of shows uh, as like the Robot Chicken. It sure looks like Robot Chicken. Yeah, I know they've done a, a number of shows that that aren't just in the uh, the pop culture reference. Uh, they there's a a superhero show, um, a couple of the ones I've seen, none that I've watched. I love I love his mouth. <laughs> the way, there's something about it in, in in some of the lines they give it almost like a that inked comic book some of those lines on his face you know the look of it i really really like mm-hmm. um his henchmen are the ones that make me think of robot chicken like what's his name gary that gets his arm zapped off or whatever yeah how, <laughs> that, they, that was him. a good bit that yeah. was a good bit because none of my shirts really fit anymore <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me, you know, I like the rapid fire humor, like the opening sequence where he steals Iron Man's boot and, and they have the boot party and all that. Uh, I thought that was great. <laughs> but then like the next episode lost me a bit, just a little. Like the first yeah, one I felt we, I... Were, parody- we were parodying um, superhero world. I love all the superhero satire kind of stuff and poking fun at that world. But then it's like, he has a wife and kids like it's like a sitcom and i'm like i it felt kind of random i don't know some of that didn't hit with me quite right but i like it whenever they bring it back to like the superhero tropes and chop it up that's that's what i was enjoying i ended up enjoying the family somewhat um his son's pretty funny yeah lou (laughs) was played by uh who's his voice yeah oh what is his name he's played ben schwartz he played sonic the hedgehog (laughs) okay in the most in the also movie. plays Dewey in the in the yes. most okay. recent Ducktales. Um, he played Leonardo in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, and John Ralphio and <laughs> in Parks and Recreation. In Parks yeah. and Rec, yeah. <laughs> and like talking about the robes, he's wearing like brightly colored Crocs, and that I thought he's, was really funny. He That's says, what, I "What else can I character. have brought to me?" And he goes, "Um." A wheelchair, wheelchair, maybe. I'll take two. Or <laughs> <laughs> not participate. He's like, now to see how these sheets measure up against my naked body. She's like, I gotta go. <laughs> um, and then uh, the daughter, Melissa, is uh-huh. is voiced by by Melissa Fumero, who famously plays Amy on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay, that's um, a show I've always wondered why I don't watch. That's a great show. <laughs> I've heard so many good things. They do. It looks very funny. I've never gotten it. It looks great. Yeah. It's one of only two you know, cop shows that I enjoy um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then the other is Blue Bloods. I thought you were going to say Columbo, but a standout that's, for that's me. It's not really a cop show. <laughs> is he not a cop? Okay. <laughs> no, he, he is a detective, but it's not a cop show. A standout for me ended up being, I think, one of the almost. MCU references because obviously this show is not set in the MCU, but it was Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if you guys were aware, but I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy two, where there were movie posters with Nathan Fillion as the the actor. You know, Wonder Man is an actor. Is that right? Yes, I, I did not. Yes. I did not catch there, that. Uh, they put movie posters. Um, I think it was huh. the scenes. You know, the town that uh, the Earth town that the the ego 
seed ended up uh, destroying. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure this is where it was, and there were movie posters with Nathan Fillion as as Wonder Man. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> and, and he was fun as Wonder Man in this. I don't know if he'll ever end up in the MCU, but <laughs> I mean, he technically already is in the MCU. Yeah, in some unrecognizable cameos. That cameo world, yes. Alan Tudyk as RK. <laughs> Was was that who it was? That was Alan oh. Tudyk. Oh man, he never ceases to amaze me with all his voices, and I I almost always have to find out it was him. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, in this I didn't know until I looked up the uh, the cast list. Uh, so we have Patton Oswalt as Modoc, Amy Garcia as Jody, his Modoc's wife, Ben Schwartz as Lou. Uh, Melissa Fumero as Melissa. Uh, who was the uh, Monica, the the scientist? Um, I don't know. Oh, that's Wendy A. McClendon Covey. Uh, she plays uh, Beverly Goldberg in the Goldbergs. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she was in uh, Reno Nine One One. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Patton Oswald, he's also the narrator for the Goldbergs, isn't he? He is. It all coming together. Um. <laughs> Synergy. And then uh, Christopher Beck Bennett as Austin Van Der Sleet. Austin. John I like Daly Austin. He's great. Super adaptoid. He plays that character so great. The the dude bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Startup owner. <laughs> like I want to slap him so he's doing awesome <laughs> and then you end up uh, kind of uh, he, he redeems himself with his love for his uh, um, labradoodle <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I might keep him so I wouldn't be so low <laughs> of course not why did I ask <laughs> wasn't uh, John Hamm as, He's uh, Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. <laughs> in real life and in the people. show. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not going to be Robert Downey Jr., it may as well be John Hamm. I mean, right. that's a pretty good backup, you know. <laughs> so what do you guys think about about the, the plot or about the, the overarching story? Well, his, his goal, as he said, was not to take over the world, but to change the world. Uh, that's, that's true. Yes. To change the world. The MODOK utopia. Possibly and... by taking it over. Yeah, by taking <laughs> factor into it, <laughs> has not been able to progress towards that goal, as is so often the case. Mm-hmm. Family and kids have gotten in the way of his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of this. I'm like, I don't identify with Modoc at all. Setting a lofty goal and failing? No, <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> How do we humanize a giant floating head? By occasionally pulling him out of his hover chair and making him weirder like that. <laughs> the opening oh, when wow. he's like a kid talking to his mom, like that had a real like um, Rass and Thankin. Was that it? What's the, they did the old ba- Bass, Rass cartoon? Bass and, Bass and yeah, other Rankin and Bass. Yeah. yeah, it was Rankin. Okay. I got that total vibe from it. I was expecting mm. it to be like silver and gold. 
without the you head. You Cornelius. Like, and <laughs> yeah, that's, I got that vibe at the beginning. Uh, and seeing him as an adult in that form, just yes, it's just odd and unsettling. But Doug, have you gotten to where where there's the the, the time traveling and the portals? Yes, that that was I think like episode three when they're trying to watch the Third Eye Blind concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In this 90s setting, but it's definitely no, that's a 90s. the thing. Like some of the yes. <laughs> like the thrown in this family thing, the thrown in a separation. I'm like, I want more superhero junk. But then they did like the third eye blind. <laughs> and they went back in time and he had a backwards visor on upside down. Yeah, yeah upside down. <laughs> I was like, okay, you've won me back. As he has frosted tips and he has the frosted tips. Yes. That about killed me. I thought that was hilarious. I will save our marriage by going to the Third Eye Blind concert. <laughs> and when he said Hoobastank, you know, the Beatles of the late 90s. Well, who are the Beatles? They're the Hoobastank of the late 60s. <laughs> and as a side motive, he can kill his then nemesis, Austin. Yeah, you know, while he's a sleeping child as, in his a, bed. As a sleeping nothing. child. Would you call it poisoning? Uh, <laughs> but he finds out Austin is allergic to strawberries. Definitely allergic yes. to strawberries. Mm -hmm. So he shows up with what, like a go-gurt packet? A strawberry? He sees that he sleeps in a race car bed. Oh, man! This kid. But he has all these awards for his charitable work. and Maybe he was a bad kid. He's looking around his room. Yeah, just trying to find anything that would justify murdering a child. Littlest bone marrow donor. Yes. <laughs> and when his wife discovers him, um, he says, oh, it was my friend had this dream of waking up as a child with jam in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and so what does his wife do? She, she's a, a vlogger. Influencer, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, she's Social... like written a book that she's pr promoting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Through... From from her her vlog that she does about and what does everybody keep saying jodifying yeah jodify your life i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i just got to the moment where where she said you know i had this chapter about nut-free recipes because i said my son had a nut allergy and then he just posted a video on youtube of him eating 10 paydays in a row for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like it's the pig he shows up at AIM and they're like, yeah, you're the one that ate all the Play-Doh. I was training for the payday challenge. I like the very, very early on. Um, it's, it's when she, um, no, what, what's the, uh, the other scientist supreme? Um, Mia? Oh, Mia. Monica? Monica. Monica. That's, go. I don't know where. <laughs> We're going to get it eventually. Yeah. Monica. Yeah. Uh, bonds with her and. Uh, She's like, I have questions. And she holds up like a bottle of Jack. <laughs> you yeah. need a geneticist and, and. Uh, g gives gives Lou uh, peanut allergy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think I understand now why these two are together. <laughs> she's she's not the best person. No, not exactly. she's not. But I do like the dynamic between Modoc and Monica, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I mean, and how uh, you you know you see that it was her dream to to work with Modoc and to change the world and you know when how aim was supposed to put science first and they were going to do amazing things and they end up just just being 
you know, work nemeses basically and competing with each other and trying to outdo each other and trying to kill each other sort of, but not really, but also, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know? Who was the giant Avenger, the great big Avenger that we were supposed to, you know, the best, obviously the best Avenger that she had killed that he took credit for, or we just, we were just never supposed to know. It was like, uh, it was no one really. Who was that supposed to be? Um, I, I'm tempted to think it was, you know, because they made such a big deal of not telling you who it was that it was not supposed to be a character we knew. Or I guess you're, the audience is supposed to fill in the blank themselves. Possibly. And speculate. Yeah. Whatever Avenger we don't show in the rest of the show that you like. Um, some people were speculating that it was Hawkeye. Oh. But yeah, they, they don't actually go out and say you know who it is or no no they don't reveal that at least as far as i could tell i've, I've only watched it once through uh there, there were characters in this that i wondered if they came from anything like the super adaptoid or if that was just an original creation for the show mm -hmm. super adaptoid's hilarious i'm sure the family was created I for the show i could make a moonroof for you in this car but it will be extremely painful <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Super Adaptoid was an established character. Really? really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And that name has been used for several characters appearing in Marvel Comics throughout the decades. Okay. Um, well, I'll yeah, be... I, I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with Super Adaptoid either. Is Monica a character? That's a, that's another one I I couldn't guess at. I know I'm not familiar with the character. Oh, um, yes, yes, she is. Okay. Apparently, she appeared. She first appeared in Amazing Fantasy Volume Two, Number Seven, in two thousand five. And apparently, mm -hmm. she briefly dated Bruce Banner and fellow AIM agent George Tarleton. As we go deeper into the MCU, I, I, I start to have this trouble where they're grabbing characters that sh uh, you, you know, unless you're really deep into the comics, you probably never heard of. Yes, and I, mm -hmm. I admit. I have very limited knowledge on Modoc, other than he was that weird-looking guy, yep. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. very angry, weird-looking guy <laughs> villain. <laughs> you, you wonder how they would ever use him for the MCU. So, I think it makes sense that they they go this route with his character. I think so too. Kind of just like throwing an arcade as uh, a, a one-off villain in here. I don't know that I I'd ever expect Arcade to throw up. Uh, to show up <laughs> in an MCU film. <laughs> Let's make that the first uh, X-Men film, X-Men versus Arcade. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Obviously, they're their greatest nemesis. Well, you know, Modoc never had a family before, but apparently after this show, it has been his family has been canonized and into the comics. Yeah, I think they didn't. Okay. They let uh, Pat Oswalt do a comic run, a couple of issues. Oh, I'm not sure, but uh, apparently in Modoc, uh, Head Games number four, his family became canon uh, <laughs> in the comics. I'm just reading about it. Uh, so recently, <laughs> Avengers villain Modoc, mental organism designed only for killing, has been dealing with false memories of a family. However. 
He just made them real thanks to his father's super adaptoids, making the new characters from his upcoming Hulu sitcom officially comic book canon and giving them some pretty awesome powers as well. After being resurrected by Gwenpool, Modok sought out his fake family and ended up in a strange suburbia, only to be met by his father, who did not have the best of intentions. In fact, his plan was to fix Modok by wiping his mind clean and starting over, saying he is a faulty product of AIM that must be repaired. Um, I got that from Screen Rant. Modok's Hulu family are officially comics canon with awesome powers. Is the name All of the right. Well... This, this happens with a lot of the films and TV shows is uh, the comics, I think, end up adapting the things that uh, work. Any, any oh, we got to make this Man make sense. <laughs> from now on, yeah. be RDJ, yes. Do you remember for, for a while there, all the X-Men adapted the sort of the, the black leather suit? <laughs> I do, yes. In the comics, <laughs> and I think it was awful. <laughs> But that's what the movies were doing. So. Yeah. Uh, this this is not my original thought. I believe I watched an interview with uh, Pat Oswalt, and he said, I think he said his daughter. They were talking about um, what Modoc stood for, which was, uh, what was it again? It was... Mental organism men- designed only for killing, I think it is. Yes. That if that's what it is, then his name should be Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> But in acronyms like that, we so often allow for a, an extra word. Just so that they sound cool. Yes. Or make sense. Gotta have a flow. <laughs> By force. <laughs> Good branding. Who wants to say Modoff? Not I. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you enjoyed most about this series? For me, I think it is the, the puppets themselves and how... Mm-hmm. I, I think we were talking about this a little bit uh, before where you know you can see where they change out the face plates i think that 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 lends uh character to you know to the puppet and you can see you know the pieces that are being manipulated in order to mm-hmm. create the facial expressions and movements and things yeah i like that and i like i think you could like the camera work kind of did like a i don't know what's what was the show like a modern family or office kind of like it's kind of uneven, you know, it's kind of like moving a little. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like what I think of, like when I think of a stop motion movie, it's just like it's stationary mm-hmm. and the things Very out. steady. <laughs> yeah, there's some kind of like element of what they're doing that gives it that reality show or faux reality show feel, which kind of fits with the moments with his family, I think. I thought, yeah, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Like a camera shot that would like move into a <laughs> set. Yeah, where it yeah. didn't just feel like a, a setup for puppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like zooming Which, in and out. It's moving moving around a little, almost like someone's standing with a camera. Like that feel, you know? I thought that was interesting with stop motion. Like, I don't know if I've seen that with stop motion. Planning that and then programming the, the camera to do that. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, it has, I love, a, it has a great um, effect with it. I love the splattery moments as well, where you're talking about puppets. <laughs> like, there's a thing where he was, like, watching, in, in the time travel episode, he's watching their lives unfold, and his daughter, like, splats like a, was like a cat or something that got in her way. Yes. <laughs> or, like, Gary's arm, he throws to that, like, hell beast monster that grows, eats the pim thing and grows huge and blows up its head. Like, there's all these, like, 
And then there's moments that, that really that work with turkey. the puppets. The, yeah, yeah. That's always out to try to get Modoc. And it's still and it's still kind of gruesome, right? But with yeah. the puppets, it keeps it from being like too gross. Like it almost adds like sort of a comical, like offbeat kind of effect to it. I was I was enjoying <laughs> I was enjoying the violence. <laughs> puppet, puppet violence. violence. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of puppet gore in this. <laughs> Quite a bit. I I don't think you got to the scene where uh, a young Modoc showed uh, present Modoc his his many uh, uh, untimely deaths. Oh no, <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> like you got to see him killed by basically every popular Avenger weapon. <laughs> they wouldn't show the Avenger, but they would show Captain America's shield flying into his head. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or Thor's hammer smashing into his face. Smashing him apart. Yeah. Um, 15 arrows shoot him through the face, and he's like, Hawkeye gets me. Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, and that's when he says, You know, you haven't even seen the worst. <laughs> the puppetry definitely gets a win. And, and then just some of those little comedic moments they pop in where it gets kind of rapid fire, like something like the Hawkeye thing you just said. Like, mm. there's just little, little tangents where they don't take it completely nonsensical but they throw in just a little something that, that doesn't really have to do with anything that's just kind of mm -hmm. tangentially related i like that kind of humor a bit i don't want it to go like family guy out in left field but like little diversions can be pretty funny well speaking of family guy we had uh, chicken man <laughs> chicken fights. yes i had forgotten about those Oh, Chicken Man. Is that an established character? <laughs> a fully cooked chicken. It's just a matter of time. Okay. Out to knife Modoc. It's just a matter reason. of time. Oh, 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 oh. My favorite thing. My favorite joke by far. I'm just remembering. Um, the uh, the all-night loaf. Did you get to that, Doug? I don't think I have yet. <laughs> Uh, did you get to the episode where he puts together the team of like low grade? That's villains? the one that I'm on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they keep <laughs> telling him about this, uh, this restaurant called the all night loaf. And it's uh, like, Oh, oh we no, no, I remember this. No, I did. We got to get there. Cause it closes in an hour. And he's like, but if it's all night, he's if like, it's all night. Oh, how does it close? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they finally go there and they've got like this, this, uh, um, uh, Indiana Jones like night <laughs> who's giving him the menu and he's like choose wisely <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Modoc compliments him he says I didn't realize this had a uh, medieval theme and the knight goes it does not <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. <laughs>